Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have Misty Blakesley. Her company is called Lemonade with Love, and it's a transformational life coaching business. So, Misty, how did you get into this? Yeah, thanks for asking. That's a great question. So I have had my gifts for a really long time since I was probably about eight or nine. I knew about my gifts, which are most commonly called clairvoyant or being raised more in a more religious household when I was growing up. It was also called the gift of discernment. So I've had these gifts for a really long time and pretty much my entire life have spent time nurturing those and really growing and maturing those and learning about a lot of different method methodologies and ways of healing and helping people heal their lives. Transformational Life Coach is really all about healing your traumas and wounds and experiences from birth to your early 20s that have set the stage for the stories and belief systems that we have built from where we run our lives today as adults. And for most of us, most of those stories and belief systems are no longer serving us, but we don't know how to go back and change those. And so that's something I've really done my whole life. And I have always been the person that people called to vent to or ask questions to or for guidance or coaching pretty much since my late 20s into today. That being said, I also really compartmentalized that like a lot of us did. Church was compartmentalized with spirituality, with work, with school. And so what I did, one of the things that I did for 20 plus years before really retiring out of corporate was a sales career that led into leadership and executive leadership. So I have been an executive leader. And what's interesting is when I went through a transformational period in my life where I finally realized that the best version of myself was one that was fully integrated, where I really embraced all of who I was all the time. Because I'm always a mom, I'm always a wife, I'm always spiritual, I'm always an executive, I'm always a coach and a mentor. And instead of living a life where, okay, we go to work and we put that part of that mask on, okay, now I'm an executive, okay, I come home and I take that off and now I put on wife and mom. But the thing is, it's not like work turned off once I was at home or my, the thoughts and concerns I had about my, my husband and my child turned off when I was at work. And so trying to live up to this idea of being one piece of ourselves, given the environment we were in, just isn't working. It's not working for most of us. And it certainly wasn't working for me. So when I really fully integrated my all of those pieces of myself holistically, which means I started going to the to the office and I brought in my crystals and my essential oils and using aromatherapy and bringing all those parts of myself to work, my career skyrocketed. It, it really took off. And so in working on it, doing my own healing, taking my own healing journey and doing all of my work also helped to skyrocket my career because as we begin to heal and become whole ourselves, then everything around us begins to heal and become whole. And so I had a really successful run at being an executive leader. And while I really enjoyed that immensely, the and the strategy of it and the board meetings and all of those things at the end of the day what i loved most was helping people transform their lives and whether i am coaching and working with a ceo with someone who owns a private equity firm or a partner in a firm like that on a c-suite or just an everyday person that's still trying to figure out their path i think the biggest thing is it is the stories and the limiting beliefs that we have that create environments that just don't work for us anymore. 
And so, especially when we're in leadership, it can be difficult to really understand what you do and don't control, or really to just, I think, not understand it. I think is accepting it and building out a way of running your business that allows for the reality of what we do and don't control and doing our best every day and encouraging everyone around us to do their best, his or her best, knowing that there's a lot of factors that go into every year that are outside of our control. And COVID really shined a light on that more than anything, right? So as an executive team, we were planning and going into the 2020 and we had all of these plans and none of them included a global pandemic. Like even though we were hearing rumblings at the end of 19, it's not like as an executive team, we sat down and said, hey, what if this happens? We never even, never even occurred to us. So the reality is you do the best you can with the information you have, but things change constantly. And so how do you sit in a leadership position where you're responsible for so many things, knowing that, that the things, the outcomes you're responsible for can be impacted by things you don't control can create an immense amount of stress that leads to insomnia and ulcers and digestive problems and other physical and health problems. And so I understood all of that and I knew I could help people. But what I also knew was that being within an organization and having a specific title meant that it was incredibly difficult for me to create a space, what I call a safe space, where someone could come and be coached and mentored holistically. Because with me having that title, a lot of times those individuals felt like, I was responsible for their review, what could be their raise, what could be a number of things. So they're just, they were never going to be in a situation where they were willing to share everything so that I could help coach them holistically and heal all areas of their life and watch their physical reality change to match that. And so I retired out of corporate in 2022 and launched Lemonade with Love for the sole purpose of really helping people reach their maximum potential by providing a place that is completely safe for them to explore all the aspects of themselves so that they can figure out what, what do I want and how do I create that? Well, now that all those barriers are removed, what does that process look like when you take in a new client? Yeah. So I do an, an initial consultation. And the biggest thing is that's where I want to find out what it is that an individual is looking to achieve. So where are you? Where do you feel? Typically, where do you feel stuck? Are you dealing with any kind of ongoing illness or discomfort or pain in your physical body? What's going on within your relationships, within your career, within your money? So what is it that's happening that you don't like? like what are the things that you don't want that are currently showing up in your life? And how do we figure out what you do want? And then how do I get you from where you are today to where you really want to be? And usually the blocks that are there are those limiting beliefs or stories that we've built our life around based on these experiences that we had from birth up to, again, mid-20s. And so we just sit down and talk about what it is they want to do. And then I share how I work because I think that's really important. I believe everybody is their own healer. All the, the codes, right, to rewiring and reworking your life are within. So everything that you need to change your life, you actually hold that knowledge, that information, that wisdom. I just teach you how to access it. And so I teach people how to access that knowledge within so that they can begin transforming their lives. How long does it normally take to have a full transformation? Uh, so the short answer is, I think that healing is a lifelong journey. 
So I think that it's something that we're always doing. When it comes to seeing shifts in your reality, it just depends on what it is the individual is looking to resolve, how ready they are, and the work that they're willing to do. I have seen a specific limiting belief that's showing up, let's say, in the physical body. It's showing up in their time. It's showing up in their money and even in their relationships. I've seen people heal that in one session. I've seen it take three or four sessions. I've seen people who that one belief is so entangled in so many other like subsidiary beliefs and things where we have to peel all of that away, take weeks. So it really just depends on what it is the person is looking to achieve and how ready they are and how quickly they move. Everybody moves at their own pace and how ready they are to release the thing that's not working for them and adopt something new. That being said, I tell all of my clients, you should begin to see things shift after one session and after every session. So you should feel things shifting in your body. You should start to things see things shifting in your reality. So people, places, and things should start to show up different for you. Having that profound level of awareness and then watching that all integrate as you go out and interact on a daily basis. And then definitely after three or four sessions, again, a greater, more noticeable change in your physical reality where maybe even other people are noticing something's different about you. They might not be able to put their finger on it or explain what it is, but they're even noticing that things are shifting around you. Have you seen where these limiting beliefs have a direct impact on a person's health? Yeah, probably one of the biggest thing is anxiety. A certain level of anxiety is normal. And what a lot of people don't understand is that all of our emotions are messengers. So a normal level of anxiety is not only healthy, it's necessary. And when we have a healthy relationship with that anxiety, it's the go button. We know because there's a sense of urgency around something, all of a sudden we feel the need to get done. But what is happening is we have a lot of other things that are happening in our lives and a lot of other emotions that we're not necessarily having conversations with or having healthy relationships with like fear, shame, guilt. And so what that does is anxiety is trying to get your attention to ask you to deal with these things and you're not. And so your anxiety becomes debilitating and can even lead to panic attacks. So one of the biggest things that people come to me with, especially if they own a business or they're in senior leadership is anxiety. And when they define or describe their anxiety, they can't shut their mind off. And they're in a constant state of fear or worry around something that's going on with their business or with their job or with their st stability and security. So limiting beliefs, there are some fundamental limiting beliefs that are tied to the reason why you feel fear, shame, and guilt that are leading to extreme anxiety. So debilitating level of anxiety or panic. Something that's more physical in nature would be neck pain. So tension and neck pain or nerve pain. So there can be those types of ongoing recurring pain. That's a lot of, for a lot of people, that's blocked energy. And that's because we aren't dealing with and receiving the messages and the information that the world around us is trying to give us on a daily basis. And we push that down or push that aside. Well, all you actually do is put it in a backpack. Or in this case, your backpack is your body. So you're shoving it somewhere to deal with later. And then when you never get around to dealing with it, it reminds you that it's there by showing up in those physical diseases or discomfort that can even, yes, can even lead to more serious things like cancers. So 
I don't want it. I don't want people to freak out and think, oh my God, I'm dealing with so much stress. Now I have to worry about that turning into cancer. I'm not saying that that's the outcome every time, but it will begin to show up in your body. For some people, it shows up as hair loss. For some people, it will show up in joint pain is a lot of times what I will see. And I have quick and easy methods that I can use to help people release that by going in and figuring out what it is they're storing and then healing that so that they can fully release it and it doesn't come back. Well, the important thing is to deal with it before it escalates to the point of these severe diseases. Yes. You're absolutely right. The, the struggle that all of us have is no one taught us how to do that. We've always been taught to look externally, right, for causes. So it's my food, it's not exercising, it's my climate or my environment. And I'm here to challenge you that I think it's what's going on within. I think it's that we don't have healthy relationships with our emotions. So a lot of the times the way I'll describe it is we have two boxes. One's labeled desirable and one is undesirable. And there are emotions we've put in the desirable box, like joy and happiness, passion. Those are all things we allow ourselves to experience, maybe even enjoy and explore. Then there's a box called undesirable where we've put envy and jealousy and anger and frustration and anxiety. We've put all of those in that box. And what we've said is we're not allowed. We, we don't even want those. So we're definitely not going to allow ourselves to experience them, to embrace them, to have communication with them or try to understand them. Right. The goal is to try to make sure they never happen, which is not realistic. They serve us. They're messengers. They are a gift, even though you've labeled, labeled them undesirable. And so the, your ability to actually embrace every emotion you experience as a human being is the ability for you to really, really become intimately connected to your physical reality and every aspect of it and everything that it is has the ability to teach you by being connected to that. So my favorite analogy is King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And so what I teach everyone is like your higher self is your is king arthur and everyone has a seat at your table your ego should be at the table your spirit should be at the table everyone in promotion should be at that table they all have a place at the table and when they're balanced and working harmoniously that's when we feel what most people will describe as peace beyond understanding meaning you could be in the biggest storm of your life and everybody is wanting to know how in the world you're keeping it together and that is because you are in balance and experiencing peace that is not describable to someone who's never experienced it. Yeah, I can speak from real life experience. I mean, my stress and anxiety showed up in the form of severe stomach issues and stomach pain. And it took two years of, well, thinking it's all the external factors, right? It's food, it's medical issues. Mm -hmm. But then having that realization, it's driven by my emotions and my mm -hmm. childhood and I need to deal with these things. And if I can fix them, my health will start to return. For me, it took mm -hmm. a few years, yes. but I never think I will be at peace beyond understanding, but I would like to think I'm close to it. Yes, <laughs> yes, we experience moments of that, right? We're still human. We are still human. And while I live a lot of my life in that, it doesn't mean that I never triggered or things don't happen that caused me to bring up an experience and look at it again and, and see what message or what new lesson can be garnered from revisiting that. So for sure, I think, again, I think it's an ongoing journey, but to your point, there's, there's a lot of trauma. Most of us are walking around with trauma and wounds. 
and another thing that I think is important that I talk about in some of the posts that I that I put out on social media is I think it was Roosevelt that once said that comparison is the thief of joy. But what I'm here to say is I think comparison is the destroyer of self-esteem. So what ends up happening is when we trauma compare, whether it's to someone we know or experiences we just know exist, one of two things can happen. We either say, well, my trauma wasn't as severe as this person that I know that had what they would consider, right? The individual's considering extreme. Maybe there was physical or sexual abuse involved or just something really traumatic. And this person is like, I didn't experience that type of trauma. So if someone is doing comparative trauma and they have decided my trauma is not severe or severe enough, they will convince themselves that it doesn't actually deserve the time, effort, energy, investment to go in and heal it, right? My life wasn't that bad. My traumas weren't that bad. On the flip side, what can happen is someone who experienced extreme trauma, when they compare themselves to other people who didn't maybe have those same types of trauma, they will believe that they are broken beyond repair and that they can't be restored fully, which is not true. And so trauma comparison is just so dangerous. And I think it's important that we talk about it because we talk about how dangerous it is to compare achievements, but it's even more dangerous to compare trauma and our wounds and our growth, our experiences, our lived experiences. Every person's lived experiences are valid. We all deserve to take the time and to go within and to connect to every aspect of who we really are and heal all of our trauma and our wounds and live our best life. And humans have a tendency to compare and it's not necessarily healthy because if you mm -hmm. can just work on your own issues and solve what's going on with you, the world is going to look different to you. It's the old term, smile at the world and it smiles back at you. Oh, beautiful. I love that. That's exactly what happens. And when we heal, we begin, part of the healing journey is that we gain all of these perspectives. And with that perspectives allows us to have grace and perspective and grace lead, leads to forgiveness, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others. But with that increased level of awareness, we have the ability to have an immense amount of grace for others to actually be able to say, I know how my trauma and my inability to connect with my emotions was showing up in my life and how it was destructive to my relationships, my time, my money, fill in the blank. Now you can look at someone else and say, hmm, I can't imagine what they must be going through, what they must be living with what they must be storing in their body. And we just have so much patience and grace for other people. And we start to recognize that we're all in our on our own journey. And you just start to allow people to, you start to honor their journey and give them space while you continue to live your best life. And so that's just some beautiful things that come out of this work. Most people who come to me, they come to me because they wanna see more money in their account, a promotion, their department have success or their company have success, a better marriage, whatever it is, it's very physical and in their reality experience. But the things that most people are not expecting that we all walk away with are the things that we just talked about. The healing of your body that you've described, the profound level of peace and joy and happiness, the intangible things that really mean more to us than anything. We just don't realize it yet. Those are the things that surprise my clients the most. 
So if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and become a client of yours, how would they get in touch with you or your company? Oh, thank you for asking that question. So you can look me up lemonadewithlove.com. I have a website. I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram as Misty Blakesley. And Lemonade with Love also has a Facebook page. So you can find me either through my business or you can find me personally. Thank you, Misty, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.